If you're listening to this podcast, it's safe to assume you enjoy archery, bow hunting, and the great outdoors. Join me today on the Grand Valley Archery Podcast as my guests and I will be discussing their equipment, their experiences in the field, and how they got started in archery. <laughs> you can't stop moving around, can you? <laughs> It'll never stop happening. Yeah, talking to the mic. I'm put, a fidgety fucker. Put that thing right in your face. No. <laughs> Come on, I want to see it. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the last too much, right? <laughs> the last one uh, we did, we we ended up not doing a follow up on Mountain Archery Fest because I think everybody was just tired or drunk or both, and uh, that, it was fun though. And this was Mountain Archery Fest in Purgatory. Good time. Yeah, it was a good time. It, it was uh, so well. Tell me what you think about how it was set up like initially like from start to finish like when we went to the registration and then we went up the mountain and well, just what what did you think about that well mike did mike did all the legwork on getting us registered so that was pretty seamless walking up you know they seemed a little disorganized but no more than any other event that i've ever been to they there was it was pretty pretty seamless pretty painless to, to get registered, to get our bands, and, you know, go shoot. Uh, it wasn't that busy, though. No, it wasn't. It was not that busy at all. I was actually kind of surprised both Friday and Saturday how few people were at the shoot. Yeah. Uh, you know, it seemed a little bottlenecky at the top when we got off the lift to get into the shuttle to go up the hill a little further. But... It wasn't bad. And, and I, yeah, I do appreciate that, Mike, because you, you did all the online work, getting everybody registered, not just the three of us here, but... Uh, six, six of us. Six of us, yeah. And then how many, a couple people bailed out. And what, what three people two, bailed two, out? Two, two, two people bailed two, out. Two people Yeah, so uh, I, I didn't know what to expect. I knew we were probably going to ride the lift up to the top and then shoot our way down, and I didn't know what to think of uh, when it when it comes to that type of event. But I had a good time. But like you said, when we got to the top, I didn't know. I figured, oh, well, you know, there's going to be one course going this way and one course going this way. But it's a decent-sized mountain, so we had to get on a van, and the van in what? front of us got lost. <laughs> And so he's trying to turn around on on basically a service road in like this big long van, and uh, that was the supervisor, right? The supervisor of the the transportation. That was the, the yes, he was a twenty some year old supervisor. Right. So uh, so that was funny. But then we we were going over to the Cryptech course, and the Cryptech course was that was that supposed. To, that was so, the hardest one. It was the hardest one. The hardest one. The, well, ba the base map, I think, was the hardest one, but it was like unmarked. Because it's unmarked, yeah. and you're supposed yeah. to use yeah. the app, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It, but the but the cryptic course. Mm -hmm. I mean, we started out, you know, cold bore, seventy yards. I think it's 70, 75 70, yard yeah. on a pretty small target. It was like a bobcat or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something. It, it, and, it was. And a, the, so this this tar this is I, this is what I remember about that first target. We walk up. We see this, we're like walking through the trees and we're like, oh, cool, there's the target. And it's right kind of near one of the chairlifts. The chairlifts. Yeah, where you get off. Yeah, yeah. where you get off on uh, for that run over there. And there was guys working right there on the pad. And we're like, hey, we're going to shoot. And they're like, the one guy said, it's not the first time I've been shot at. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, that 
that guy's cool, man. Yeah, I, he's all right. You know? <laughs> he's all right. So we shot like right there, and we're like, dude, if you skip one off, be I bad. mean, yeah, this, bad they're day. like, yeah, just shoot away, no big deal. Like yeah. he gets shot at all the time. Yeah. But but yeah. all but all four of us, we we all yeah we all had yeah, foam, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Even Jeremy, even Jeremy, even Jeremy. There's, Jeremy. there's, there's no trees in the way. <laughs> well, I yeah. I pinwheeled Don't. it, but then I went downhill from there. Yeah, you did. You did put a good shot on that. Yeah. But like, yeah, I, I think we're gonna call Jeremy the woodchuck from now on, because um, <laughs> that dude, <laughs> I think he hit every tree on the mountain. My my pocket knife is very dull. Yeah, <laughs> if you were if digging he, arrows out of trees. If he didn't hit it with a with an arrow, he was bumping it with his bow or uh, just walking into it. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. So um, that's over mm-hmm. on the like black diamond side of the mountain. So it's, yeah. it's relatively steep and. Um, we, you know, we had some so not to get into every single target obviously we're not going to do that but it it it, uh, it was steep there was some good long downhills there were some side hills it was a it was a fun it was a fun course because it wasn't like 20 yard target 30 yard target 18 yard target there was n- there was nothing that was like not a chip shot but stuff that you can practice at home generally mm-hmm. you know all the time we you know you want to stretch out yeah, uh, the length. It was forty. They averaged forty plus out 40, to out to one twenty plus, and then we had one that was like one twenty one. The two, but it was a those, steep. two those two yeah. IVAX fight, and it was like one twenty. Yeah, yeah. I shot it from hundred, and then that that lion yeah. tiger no, thing fine. was only like uh, what was it, one hundred sixteen? The tiger, yeah, the tiger, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That was yeah. Uh, that was a tough target too across yeah. the mountain. So, um, <clears throat> so as you're you're making your way down the mountain, you're shooting down the mountain, kind of. Uh, cross and then down and and it's uh, somewhat steep um, what I thought was cool was there was a there was an old guy behind us that had shot the day before and he was shooting the cryptic with his recurve he was by himself and he knew like he's just gonna take his time he's like he's got to get to the bottom he was not in a hurry we sat down when we got to the bottom I think we sat down and had a beer, hung out for a little bit, and then I saw him like eventually walk by. I thought that, like, how old was he? How, just, to, just a guess. He's probably in his, at least 70. 60, 70s. Yeah, yeah 65. I was thinking like 65 to 72, somewhere yeah. in there. And but he's just getting it done. He was like, up there having fun. He was, oh, yeah. He was having a blast. Yeah. And he had, yeah, I mean, he was shooting that thing really well, it seemed like. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, you, so you shoot your way down the mountain and you get to a point. Kind of like the midway midway point, and there's no more targets. You're done, and then you got to walk <laughs> all the way down to the bottom. And Jeremy was complaining the whole time, like all the way down. He was complaining the whole time, and I I understand. But then later on, when we were talking to I can't remember his name, but the guy uh, the coordinator, one of the coordinators, he um, he explained to us that they were supposed to be doing some service on the lifts using a helicopter and that they couldn't come down any farther. And that, uh, that that's, that's why they had to stop at a certain point and then you had to walk the rest of the way down. Sounds believable. It, I, I, think, I think that's true. That sounds right because it's right in the time where they're going to be doing service on the lifts. Uh, mountain biking is going to get, you know, rocking and rolling up there. Uh, for all the downhill guys and then then of course right into uh the fall and the ski season so there was guys working on lifts um the alpine slide they were welding on that and so there was a lot of a lot of work going on up there but uh so that was kind of that was a little disappointing because you couldn't shoot all the way to the bottom and then mm-hmm. i mean they could have almost doubled the amount of targets 
on some of those courses. It was it was similar on um, on TAC last year. And that was up at uh, yeah, at uh, Sunlight in uh, Glenwood Springs. Remember, they they you had to walk up to the lift, and that was what a few hundred yards, yeah, half miles, yeah, four, four or five hundred yards, you know. And then uh, yeah. and then you finished at the lift, and you had no water. You had a choice of going back down and then coming back up to the lift, or just hopping back on the lift. Yeah. yeah. Well, on the second day when we shot Eastman's. It was Eastman's, right? Eastman's yep. course. Yep. Um. Yep. You you split off when we got to the end of that course, and you went back up. Yes. What and did I, you shoot? I shot the Pope and Young course. Oh, okay. And that was it. Was a lot of compared to what we had shot. A lot of chip shots. Uh, I a little think, bit shorter. I think I think the furthest shot we had was maybe seventy yards. The cool thing about that course is it's supposed to emulate what actual Pope and Young. Like shot placement, roughly the angle of distance, the animal, angle, yeah, the, horn, the actual the, animal, the, the horn yeah. size, so on yeah. and so forth. So it was it was really cool, and I shot with. So a, chip uh, shots is it, that's a good description. That's where you want to shoot from when oh, you're shooting at animals. It's, man, it's, that's that's you know inside forty is is heaven, you know for for hunting. But you know you got to be prepared for whatever whatever throws at you. So on Eastman's, we got a bonus target when we were shooting that because we got down to a little ledge and we're like, huh, are we supposed to be shooting that goat over there? Are we supposed to, yeah, let's, and it didn't look right. Cause I'm, mm. I'm thinking left-handed, you're going to have your heels hanging off the cliff. And, uh, I, I had to go back a little ways and shoot the goat. And then we shot the goat and we went and pulled our arrows. And then we walked around down to the bottom and then we saw the target that we were actually supposed to be shooting from that cliff and that goat was on another course <laughs> yeah it was on the pope and young course i think the, is what he said I and think, yeah so in order for uh, like to pull our arrows out of the target that we we're supposed to shoot the pope and young guys would have been shooting right at us did you think of that yeah they're shooting down that they hill they were shooting down the hill towards that goat target yeah and we were directly behind that pulling arrows a little farther out but yeah easily within range of a skipping arrow oh, or a missed yeah. arrow so i thought that was kind of weird well and and the other part was when we were talking to him down uh, at the restaurant uh he you know we told him that that was one of the the issues that we had was how the course was marked and you know um <clears throat> And I understand he's paying guys to do it. He's not doing everything himself. So yeah, that was. So I, I thought the cryptic course, the one we shot the first day, was better. Was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean everything was marked. I mean there's a couple weird things where you miss the flags, like on those two ibex fighting. You had to come all the way back up and around. That was kind of confusing. Yeah. And oh yeah. To go down, to the next to, to progress. Yeah. To the because next the course. people down that were shooting ahead of us was like, do you guys see the flags? And I looked through my binoculars, and I was like, oh, yeah, you got to come back up and around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're supposed to yeah, yeah. pull your arrows out yeah. of the Ibex, then get to that wolf or wolf, cat, yeah. whatever it was. Pull those arrows. And then pull your arrows, and then and go up. head, yeah. I think that was. And I, I don't know how you did south. that, because when you guys went down to pull the Ibex arrows. I went to that other target right. to pull arrows, and one of your arrows, so it was it was like a berm for the, it was sitting on top of a berm for the, the mountain bike guys on the course. And it was really soft soil. And then behind it, that they put behind that berm was just these big boulders. <laughs> and I got up there and I pulled arrows and I looked back and one of your arrows was just like, it's like someone just picked it up and laid it sideways. Yeah, yours. Mm -hmm. It's like laid it, just laid it on the rocks. Well, yeah, his bow's only shooting 
fifty feet per second, so it's not going to break an arrow. Yeah, and those arrows weigh. Like, what do they weigh? Like two hundred thirty grains, two hundred forty grains. Some are right, right. Okay, it's it. It's 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 it. They're they're like they're like. Um, and they're surprisingly they're, hard to pull. They're they're, they're, they're suction cup. They're yeah. suction cup. Oh arrows. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I forgot about that. Yeah. that that's yeah. Uh, yeah. I just yeah. I pulled the suction cups off just for the shoot though. <laughs> yeah, you might as well take a camera instead of a bow into the woods. So, I yeah. I. Uh, I don't know how that happened. I I don't know what happened there. If it hit the dirt and then just like, but I it was can't recall. I I know I picked it up and flexed it, and I thought there's no way. If it hit the rocks, and yeah. I looked at the point, and it was fine. I looked at I don't I don't know how that happened. So maybe so it, it blew right through the target. More than likely, I doubt it. <laughs> I seriously doubt it. <laughs> but but in in the in, in the in the time that I've been shooting bows, long time, uh, really long time. It, I'm. I've stopped being surprised by what arrows do yeah. after they leave the bow, because yep. it, it, it's amazing. They're flying perfectly straight, and you think you hit the target or around the target, and the arrow is facing the opposite direction, twenty feet to the left or right, and you're like, "How did? How does this happen? How does this happen?" It, it happens there. when you miss the target. That's how. And I some do of that, that, and I do that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I shot you know traditional for so long that uh, missing the target just doesn't seem to bother me anymore. I mean, there's times when uh, when I when I would miss with if I'm shooting the compound, I just I'm looking at it, at the bow going. I don't know how that happened. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I did. Like today, I, I missed I missed the one target. Like I, it was a hundred and one yards, right? Was it one one? Yeah, one one. One one two. Yeah. And it was downhill across there, and I, I don't know, uh, put a couple decent shots later on on it, but closer. But I don't know what happened. I just missed that whole target button, everything. Just if, broke an arrow. If we want to talk about missing, I probably had the miss of the day at math. 20 yards. Oh, well, you used the wrong pin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. we skipped. We, we missed the peg, and we're, like, walking towards this target. And yeah. It's like, hey, guys, I think we missed the peg. Well, we'll miss the peg. Yeah, we'll miss the peg. Wait, and so we're 20, yards, yeah, we're 20 yards from it. And yeah. it's like, oh. I'm the only one with eyes. I think I was tired. I was just following. Right. Don't do, don't. I used to tell people when I race mountain bikes, don't follow my line. I will fuck you up. <laughs> don't don't follow me. Don't, yeah. don't do it. It's, it's bad for you. No, I uh, – and I know better, but um, I looked right back up there. You know, yeah, well, there's the there's a little. Well, they weren't even pegs; they were no, like little flags. They were they were little like like yeah, little, little, little metal flags. flags. Yeah. But yeah, we weren't going to walk back up there, so I was like, I ain't. It was cheap. Yeah, yeah, I was, was like, I'm not going to shoot this 20 yard target. Are you kidding me? Like it was the beginning of the meltdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, uh, and that, that you, day I was, was shooting. 20, yeah, it, was no, 20, it was 20 yards. Yeah, so everyone shot thing. it. And so I was like, all right, like everyone's right there in the kill or whatever. So I was just like, I'm going to aim right in the middle of those arrows. And I used my 40-yard pin on a 20-yard target, shot right over it into and, a log and broke my arrow. Yep. So. Yeah. Only one I broke, though. Yeah. Actually, the whole. The whole time. Yeah. The whole time. And then the next day, we're shooting the Eastman's. You were. Were you shooting high or low? High. I was high. And high. I was shooting everything low. Well. So I don't know if I was dropping out of the bottom of the target. Yeah. Um my pins or whatever no excuse i put a couple good shots on uh, but i wasn't as consistent as i was hoping to be right. and um what the second day when we shot eastman's is when my my friend that lives in durango patrick came up and he brought his his recurve and he's never shot a compound he's he's only ever shot 
longbows and recurves from the time we started hunting together. Actually, I take that back. I think he said he shot a compound like a couple times he said back he in was, the 90s. When he first started, he was shooting his dad's compound yeah, back in the it, 90s. Yeah, but we didn't have... It, it was one of those that had like brass pins, mm -hmm. and yeah, we yeah. had no idea what we were doing. What? So I, you know, we we just picked up recurves and we thought, oh, this is way easier. We didn't know how to tune. We didn't know what like no one did. <laughs> there <laughs> no was did no YouTube. Then. There was nothing. So yeah. I you mean, still we, don't. Yeah. yeah, right. yeah thanks. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I I uh, that was a that was a good day. The second day was fun. I know that um, my legs were a little bit sore just from mainly it was just because you're going downhill the whole time. Yeah. You're not doing a lot of climbing. And uh, Jeremy was suffering. He it, had. He, he needed cramps. a diaper change. Well, no. It, when he you've got. When he had. Yeah, he was cramping. And, the, yeah. and part, of the, part of the issue, I think, was. He's got. He has a family. I don't know if he gets out and, and uh, you know hikes or whatever. But you know he has a family. He's a busy guy. He works a lot. Mm -hmm. And then to go from you know maybe a moderately hard work or just working around a plant because he's in plant, plant operations, mechanic, yeah. plant yeah. mechanic, to 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 walking down a mountain like that, mm -hmm. it's a it's a change. And and he was he was having a little bit of a hard time. His legs were tired and um, not drinking enough water. So. And you guys got him hammered the night before. We didn't yeah, do, I didn't. No, do. he was drinking White Claws. He was drinking. <laughs> he drinking more <laughs> oh, White Claws. That's right. He had you, two, you were the hammered one, Will. Yeah, uh, you went to bed early. That was your fault, yeah. Mike. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I, actually, I, I brought tequila and I was drinking that, and I was definitely putting away some beers. Yeah, and, yeah, and I think I Took went to sleep. I think I drank more that enhancer. weekend than I drank the whole entire year before. I went to sleep. I think at. Nine fifteen. Oh, I think I think it might have still been light out. It might have been. I, it was, <laughs> I was just like, you I took some know. magic gummy and then and we're drinking and <laughs> yep. I put earplugs in so I didn't have to hear you guys because I'm staggering out of Jeremy's camper. I only had one beer during that podcast. You know what was funny is when if you listen back to the podcast, you can hear this little hum and it's Jeremy's generator outside. Oh, you really? can hear it. Yeah, it's <laughs> <Great. laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> that that is a that's a really nice camper. Oh my god! And he got a smoking deal. He paid for it. Oh, oh my, my god. god! Insane! I couldn't believe it when he told me that. You live like, in that thing. Oh yeah, I've had apartments that were smaller than that thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, anyways, so <clears throat> so the camp spot was good, um, and Mike picked that out as well. Good fishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You caught some nice fish. Yeah. Some little, I mean, mountain trout out of there were just yeah. cutthroats. Yeah, like, they were cutthroats. Yeah, they're like 12, 13 inch cutthroats. That's fantastic. That right next awesome. to yeah. I, I slept pretty well just because I was tired after the first day. And then um, the alcohol and the food, the good food, we ate really well when we were at That's up there. some Axis backstrap. Yes, Axis backstrap from your trip to Texas. Tejas. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I made homemade tortillas. Mm -hmm. We had mm -hmm. breakfast burritos breakfast next morning. Breakfast burritos the next yep. morning with that. Um, so yeah, no, it was a great trip. I thought I, I, I really want to do some more of that stuff. Um, I'm kind of a Monday through Friday guy now. Yeah. I might have to, I am, I'm, I'm gotta say, I wish you guys could come to the CBA Jamboree. That is out of all of all the three D's that I've done. And I try to do quite a few generally within a two or three hour drive of yeah. Grand Junction. Well, 
it's it's my favorite one it's to, for me it's just too far to go up for a day and mm-hmm. then i need to, i i really need to plan ahead yep for for the that type of event and mm-hmm. I, i'm thinking I, I, about doing it next year and i might i may even go up and set up i'm trying to get to that point where i can set up a booth as a vendor and have a you know a table some banners and i, I don't know what uh, but the, i don't know what i'd be selling other than if I have my generator, I can run my saw and I can I can make arrows. I can cut arrows for people. There's but, there's, there's generally Western Recreation is there. They set up a booth. Yeah, those guys and, are awesome. And they've got they got a couple presses and you know selling selling bulk cold tip arrows and you know yeah. quivers and, and and little things that people forget need whatever. And then there's another guy and he's selling pretty much all the same same stuff. There used to be a trad guy there, and he had you know just probably 50 50 trad bows hanging up and you know a handful of wood arrows and you know just trad specific stuff that was probably dick Railsbeck out from of, out of rifle yep yeah, yeah. silt so yep yeah. you live north of silt and and, yep. and then there's you know then there's some did he you have know, a, he had a, it was all in a, a white trailer i believe in. i believe so yeah, you know? yeah. it's valley traditional archery i think is where it, um and there was and then there's then there's some people selling some jewelry and you know some homemade whatever and they got one food truck and you know it's just it's just a it's a it's a great i don't know it's it's a no pressure venue you know they got six 3d courses set up that's awesome so yeah six something they got one one and you can kittens. shoot whatever once you sign up you can go shoot whichever one you want it's not like you have like a knock time or something yeah. like you do it Attack or mountain archery just fest. normal yeah. 3d shoot just normal yeah. 3d shoot just go do your thing the only, awesome. only things is you cannot have a pet on the course Okay, not a big deal. Doug yeah. stays at the camper, but you can you can shoot whatever course you want. Yeah, whenever. I like those. Like I said, I, I uh, I'm probably going to plan on doing that next year. Just plan ahead mm-hmm. and, and and maybe uh, campsite and all that. I just uh, <clears throat> the way I have well, a little sli- the, sliding yeah. camper set up. I don't want to have to. It's a pain in the ass loading that thing and unloading it. And I don't want to leave it in my truck all the time. I can't. I, no. you know, I take that truck to work every day, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't want. So I got to figure something out that that makes life easier. If I'm going to sell that and get something else, and or just mount it on a flatbed trailer. Mount it on a flatbed trailer, and that way get a bigger yeah. trailer, and I can put my razor behind that. Or what I'm going to end up doing is selling that thing and just go back to a tent and just use a big tent with a cot and something comfortable. See, see if you can find yourself a flip pack. Uh, camper shell yeah and you leave on all year round you get somewhere you flip it open you you got your bed you got the bed of the truck to for your cooking you know standing whatever stuff and then you can uh yeah whatever uh, <laughs> <laughs> talking to that you microphone can, uh, you can uh i'm not used to that time. i know <laughs> I <laughs> I my life be. not yours <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and then you can tow yourself a little a little uh trailer with your you know everything you're selling there you know for your for your display yeah well i think i think the biggest thing would be um but you'd have to arrange that ahead of time i'm pretty sure with the cba to sure oh yeah you usually have to pay for a a vendor's table or something what i was thinking was um now this is the first time you guys are hearing this but i was thinking about this for for uh, at some point like next year having different like different stabilizers like different length stabilizers back bars with different weights have five to ten of each one 
and let people use those and go shoot them. Go to the practice range and just see if they're like, here's your setup. All right, let's go to the range over here. Um, see if your pin float changes at all, if it's reduced or exaggerated one way or the other. Just demos mm -hmm. and um, go shoot this course. Take this, take this setup and go shoot this course. So it's not like reciting in your bow. It's not like you're, like you're trying to sell someone a rest or a sight or something. It's just how the bow is balanced. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of something like that to where you can you can let someone borrow. So, okay, for instance, when I go to the high country shoot, when I used to go to the high country shoot uh, every year, I didn't go this year, and they canceled it last year. Uh, hashtag Chinese virus. <laughs> no, so when you, uh, but when you go to the high country shoot, you can go up to a vendor, Black Widow, um, Stalker Stick Bows. If whoever's there, there's a lot of smaller, like garage type or niche type uh, bow makers there. A lot of times they'll just say, "Hey, take this bow, go shoot that course." They don't. They don't say, "Well, here, sign this out. You know, leave a deposit." They just hand you the bow, and you go shoot the bow for a whole course and bring it back. And that's how they. That's how they sell bows. A lot of times, yep. it's like, "Yeah, I shot this." really well or this this is nice can i order with this wood from you so they uh they just hand you a bow and you whether it's just run over to the practice range you can shoot that thing half a day they don't care i think they do that attack too like the hoy dealer and stuff yeah. is there like you, you just shoot yeah. it there at the practice range yeah you know shoot a couple targets or whatever, well, you, uh, um most people don't take the time to do that at a pro shop yeah like go in and shoot everything. Mm -hmm. no. Now I'm left-handed, so I get screwed like constantly. Like I, I if I if you I get a chance to that. shoot one bow and it feels good, that's what happened with the uh, the RX4. Mm -hmm. You found it, a left-handed bow. You I found like, a left-handed bow in stock. It fits me. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, it. they're like, yeah, let's put some some mods on it. They put the mods on it, and uh, they took the time to do it. I'd been into that store once or twice. It's kind of. I met those guys up at the uh, up here. at the R100. They own that shop. They're okay. nice guys. Yeah, no, I mean everybody there was really nice. Mm -hmm. I went that down in the basement. This is a place up in uh, Glenwood Springs in Colorado, and I. Um, What's the name of it? I can't remember the name of it. I, I honestly, I could not. I, I was trying to think of that the other day. I thought it was Western Anglers, but it's not. They, no. they gave me the na name, and I can't remember. They do own some fly fishing shops up in that area, and they also own. Um, and they, that, didn't, they didn't give me hand me a business and, card. And they do have a, a good selection of fly fishing gear up there in that shop. It's it's right on the main drag. Yeah, yeah right on Grand Avenue. And, and yep. Let, let me get my uh, Google machine working. There you go. Yeah, it, it's those guys were really nice. The problem is, is I don't live anywhere near there, and they would probably work on it or help me out. So I got mm -hmm. to the point where I just thought, I need to buy a press, I need to buy a drawboard, I need to do this, I need to do that. I have a stand, a vice, and I have. I'm starting to get all the gear together because if you can kind of tinker with your own stuff, put on your own strings, time your bow, you can save a lot of time and money. And a lot of guys aren't going to do that. So, uh, well, back back to your back to your demo and the stabilizer thing. Yeah, not to cut you off, but let's That's just you, you, you regress a minute. Is you know at work, a lot of people come in, and that is like their one thing that they're going to put on their bow that they put zero thought into. Yeah, they just grab one and go. Yeah, and, and I'm like, I'm like, hold on, don't you want to see how it shoots? You, we got your bow here. Let's. 
let's grab three or four of them and, and see see how they shoot on your bow. See see what it changes, you know. And 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 I generally grab a variety from anywhere from eighty dollars down to forty dollars stabilizer, and we just put throw them on and let them shoot three arrows with each, and which one? And let them tell me what feels good on their bow yeah. because I can't tell them that. Well, and a lot of people don't realize that. <clears throat> Stabilizers, I think, back in the day were more for vibration, you know. Well, for, and for that's what one of the local stuff. shops I've I've heard that before. I was in there, and they they said, yeah, oh, you don't need a stabilizer. That's just for vibration. Yeah. No. And I wanted to, I wanted to tell them like, wow, you need to tell the Olympic archery team that. Yeah. That's yeah. But, good. Advice. And I always heard yeah. that a stabilizer really doesn't do anything unless it's ten inches longer. Well, six. So. Okay, so. <sighs> Okay, so I was listening to. Do you know? Do you guys know who Earl Stroh is? No. Earl mm -hmm. Stroh owns Cutter Stabilizers. So Cutter's made in in Colorado, over in the Denver area. Mm -hmm. He was kind of going through, like a little bit of the science behind it, and basically just like, it's like it's in the name stabilizer. So you have a longer arm, the the leverage changes when you get longer. So the mm -hmm. it's good to run the longest stabilizer that you can manage. Mm -hmm. Um, but it has to be balanced. So that's where I was talking to you about two to one mm -hmm. on yours. So you run that back bar, which is a conquest, right. uh, and and it's counterintuitive. But you want to run it's a, just as an example, two ounces on the back and one ounce on the front. Right. So you're running two to one. You want that bow to jump straight towards the target and not not tip one way or the other. Uh, to, to balance correctly and jump straight towards the target. I know when I went to that crossfire, right? That's a crossfire stabilizer? Yeah, the, the yeah crossover. Crossover, that's crossover. right. Crossover. Crossroads crossover stabilizer. Yeah. So I think that helped tremendously for me, especially 60 plus, 60, 80, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, really helped my shooting and grip. Well, I, my grips. Uh, I have that cutter on, on that nitrum today, mm -hmm. and I could tell my floats huge especially huh or huge your my float big, was yeah. huge especially out at distance so yeah. mm -hmm. anything that was like 60 yards oh yeah. yeah like 60 yards and in it was more manageable right but when i had that lens in on that cbe and i was shooting out at distance i was like Whoa. i can't yeah i'm looking at the thing like drift off the target and back mm -hmm. on the target and i'm trying to pull and not punch it i, I was like no i'm taking the lens off that's freaking me out it's like shooting in the wind it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. And, and the, there yeah. was one day that Will and I were up there with a couple of the young guys and I had that hinge and I was trying to shoot a hinge in the wind and the thing was, and I, I shot like three targets. And was like, I'm out. I just <laughs> left. Cause I'm like, this is no, this is not good. I, I was, I was, I was enjoying watching that show, but yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's, 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 I was it's, fighting. it's not shooting in the wind, especially up there. You know, that you get across windows, gusts are just brutal beyond words yeah, and i know. shoot that full-on back tension it's yeah, the same so you, thing yeah, yeah you're yeah. trying to pull 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 and it's you're not even close to the middle of the right. target and you're just like oh, i like, hope well, it doesn't go off, off now yeah. it's not good for your brain no it's i not. think no. i think there's a good time to just just cut your losses you, and just not shoot because you don't want to ingrain anything. i believe i believe you need to shoot in those conditions but you need to limit yourself yeah because i mean you got to look at it if you have five days vacation or you know, You're talking like hunting season. Hunting friend. season. Yeah, you yeah, got, yeah. And, and you get a, a couple windy it. days. What are you going to do? Do not, not go hunt? Not hunt? I mean, oh, no. I, know, I know there's some people that are just, they will. They will just not hunt. They'll sit in camp and they'll bitch about the wind all day instead of going out and seeing if they can make an opportunity happen. 
You know, so you need to practice. We, we call those. Uh, what do we call those? Oh, Randy, Randy Omer has a did an article. Yeah. <laughs> Randy <laughs> Omer did an article about shooting in the wind and had some really helpful helpful tent, uh, hints on how to do that. And and you know, for most of us, is just holding. You know, if the wind's out of the left, hold hold your pin yeah. to the left. Bubble and, into and, the wind. You know, or 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 half bubble or quarter yeah, bubble into yeah, into bubble the wind. In the, yeah, yeah. And 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 that'll that'll generally drift your arrow in. Is there a set formula for that? No. Nah, you gotta you gotta understand you, like you, the wind itself, like how strong is it? And, is it gusting? Should I wait a second? And that's the thing. I, I I've shot in the wind and I've hunted in the wind and I know um it it a sustained twenty mile an hour wind is is very rare. Yeah. Especially in the yeah, mountains, it's, it's going to be gusting. Just yeah. wait. The wind wait has a the second. Wind has it's going to die down. It has a rhythm. Just like, just like, just Sometimes. like, just like, yeah. just like, just like the waves. It, there's, there, there's going to be a rhythm. And if you're, if you're high enough, you know, above it, and you can watch the trees, you can see where a pocket's coming. You know, it's mm -hmm. kind of hard when you're hunting because I'm yeah. trying to watch the animal, watch the watch what the trees are doing. You know, 50 yards to my left to see if that pocket is coming, so I can draw back and yeah. Hold so and back to your point, yet yeah, you only have so much time. You're not going to waste it sitting in camp. No, you shouldn't. Anyways, you should get out there and should be uh, no. should be. I've never shot any. Should have practiced. Let me put it this way: you should have practiced enough to be able to make the best of a bad situation in the wind. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're close enough, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If you're, if you're shooting distance, well, maybe you don't shoot 90 yards at a deer or an elk or something when it's blowing like crazy. Mike? Don't look at me. It was yeah. perfectly calm. Perfectly calm. <laughs> <laughs> and flat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it's the same thing. I mean, not to skip over to rifle hunting. It's the same thing with the rifle. I got mm -hmm. that fierce rifle. I don't have a windage turret because I'm not going to shoot that far in the wind because yeah. I'm not, I don't know enough about it to dial for wind. You have to have a trestle yeah, I mean, or Kestle or whatever. As, as far as I know, your name is Mike Daniels and not Chris Kyle. Exactly. You so know? I'll just get closer. So, yeah. I mean, just yeah, live, live, in, live in reality. Well, yeah. So I know a lot of good shooters that don't even mess with the windage. They they get a wind call either from their friend or they make their own wind call by looking at the target and looking yeah. at what's moving down there. They don't. They're gonna they're gonna adjust for elevation. They're not gonna adjust for wind. Yeah. I don't know that much about rifle uh, shooting myself. Mm. I've shot rifles forever, but as far as long range, yeah. I mean, no. literally four hundred yards. That's long range for me. I'm, I'm not a. It is for most people. My eyes are terrible. Yeah. Like I can't see that far, even through a scope. Like to be steady, and yep. so everything that I've ever shot with a rifle, um, the elk, the deer, uh, bears, whatever, has has all been relatively close for a rifle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's, I that's hear guys shooting, and um, I hear guys shooting. Slide that back up there. There we go. It was smooth slide. The gravity works. Yes, it does. All right. <laughs> it's still in full effect. <laughs> you got a nice shelf there. <laughs> I do. It's, uh, I wish this was a beer sitting here instead of a microphone. <laughs> uh, well, we, we'll have to do another one of these, and we'll do it at uh, at a later we'll, at a later time. We'll we'll do it. We'll do it up at um, up at uh, Hay Press. We'll do one yeah. at oh, Hay Press. That'd be good. Uh, you know the the part of the reason I thought about doing one today is it's just gonna. It was 106 oh, yesterday. 107. Yeah. 106 was the record. We beat it by one degree. So it was. It was supposed. To, it was supposed to be another what? 102 again today. Yeah. It's 97. It's sitting at 97 right now. High of 102. So that's going to be in a few hours. 12 o'clock. Yep. It's right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So usually the hottest time of day is about two or three o'clock. Well, we right? got up there this morning at six o'clock to shoot our local range, and it was already eighty. It was degrees. already getting hot. Yeah, yeah. Oh. it never cooled off. It yeah. never got pleasant. I, I I don't. Okay, so I you know personally like I don't run the cooler all night long. I open the windows and just and just. But I I had a hard time sleeping. I stayed up late. I was working on um, some designs for uh, t-shirts and uh, trying to find some place to make some more hats that's affordable like apparently the richardson 112 is sold out almost everywhere like across the country it's hard to get especially if you want a selection hmm. so i'm trying to find an alternative but remind me after we get off to show you a hat that i was just given it's very similar to the richardson but it's not a Richardson. like a yupong uh that may be it yeah uh, it's, a, it's that's it's another they, uh mark uh mark uh Oh, what the heck's his name? Builds calls out of uh, Montrose. Carlton. Mark Carlton. Wayne Carlton. No, but it was his oh, son, son, Mark. Gotcha. Mark, he he brought me a gift of a few diaphragms and, and mouth calls oh, nice. and a hat. And it's a Richardson design hat, and it's really cool. It's multi-cam, blah, 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 blah. Nice. But uh, shout out to, 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 Na I to Native Calls uh, for that sweet gift. Cause, man, I got a narrow palate, and these calls fit nice. So that's what I've heard. That's what you've been wishing to hear. I like a nice white palette. I know. So much gayness. Jesus Christ. Well, that's one blessing that Jeremy's not here today. Is It would have been nonstop gay jokes from six to like nine. He is. Yeah, he's preoccupied. I think there's some late. He's a mental midget, man. No, he's not. He's not. No, he's not. He is. He's a funny dude, man. <laughs> Even I, when I talked to Patrick after or something, I said, what did you think about Jeremy? And he's like, is that the, the guy from New Mexico? And I said, yeah. And he goes, God, that guy's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so, it, yeah, he was just like that guy. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It was fun. Yeah. And he's your friend. Yeah, Mike. He's my, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew you guys would. I knew he'd be a good fit for our group. <laughs> nah, he, he, was, he was there. He was there. You know, I just uh, wish he kept would stop touching me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh god! So, uh, so we shoot. We shoot today. Um, I shot like shit. And there's those two young guys. So one guy, uh, you have to remind me. So is uh, Lucas uh, Daly. He's a he's a he's a farrier blacksmith. Um, yep. He's the one that you you told him to call me about some uh, some, some some arrows because he's arrows. He, yeah. I sold him a my old uh, Matthews chill. Yeah, I, I, I wish I never sold that bow. Yeah, he shot it really bow. well. Um, and then he bought a dozen gold tip Pierce Platinum yep. off me. We left them full length. Uh, I and, saw that they were pretty long, but but they but they that was to fine. keep that was to keep the spine, yeah, the dynamic spine of the arrow correct for his draw weight and draw length. Yeah, three hundreds. Three hundreds. His draw um, length is too long on that bow, by the way. About a half quarter inch. Uh, half, maybe. To a quarter. Yeah, somewhere around there. You're right. Uh, <laughs> no, I just I I, I want to point that out because. Uh, well, I was, I was I was watching Duggo shoot last week yes. while we were in Montrose. Yeah, Duggo Wenzel. Duggo Wenzel, you know, professional Hoyt shooter, coach, blah blah blah. Yeah, nice guy. Yes, uh, yeah. and, and damn good shot. But I was watching his anchor point. It was very similar. His string angle was just on the tip of his nose. Yeah, that's right. And then his string right there was coming back behind the corner of his mouth which that's 
Because he has proper head position too, but yes, yeah, yeah. But, well, he's a professional. I mean, he's well, he's shot. Okay, so hundreds um, of thousands. One, of one thing that we were telling Lucas bef- at the end of when we were shooting right there was just I wasn't trying to throw a monkey wrench into no his s- setup. But what uh. we, what Mike and I were both trying to tell him is you know, the basics. He played sports, so mm-hmm. when you do when you do fundamentals, when you're working on fundamentals. You've done it over and over again. You've done it so many times, it becomes second nature. And so when you pick up a bow and you draw it back, you'll know if the, if the draw length's too long, too short, because it doesn't feel right, doesn't, and, and the performance is, is off because and, it's not set correctly. And I wasn't, I wasn't really overanalyzing his form because I know when we first initially set that well, bow I'm not up, a coach. Uh, so. I, yeah, neither am I. I mean, I, I, but but I know enough. But when a draw length is off, or the timing's off, or the guy's standing wrong, like he's standing, like his foot placement's his wrong. His foot placement was terrible. His elbow's way too high, or it's too low. He can't follow through because his draw length is set too long, mm-hmm. or his his arm is in the wrong position. His bow arm's in the wrong position. He's gripping the crap out of the bow instead of well, you know. I mean, there was there was a lot of it was really good, but mm-hmm. I just little things like that. Yeah, I, I think I, I mentioned it before when I saw the photos from a desert shoot up at uh, Grand Mesa Bowman. Hmm. All those photos, there oh. was two guys that had their bow set up correctly. Oh, so Huh? It made me cringe when I looked at those. It's so I looked at all bad. those. Everybody was so but, overdrawn. Nothing was set correctly. But they were all having fun. I sure. no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not yeah. taking yeah, that yeah, away. No, yeah. But they could shoot better. See, yep. They could be more consistent. I deal with those people, not those specific people, but those type of people yeah. on a daily basis, and they're perfectly content where they hit a target at 40 yards, and they don't want to touch anything because yep. they hit the target yeah. they go out they kill an animal you know they 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 don't want to they don't want to do it and i and, and I, i'm starting to just get numb to it um but when we set lucas's bow up he was right on the money something changed in his form or strings something stretched or something maybe we just, we just put we, those, might- we just put those strings on man you could take a quarter inch on those cables right just twisting the string a little bit you know, cables. Uh, yeah, we could, we could, we could do that. You but shorted just, it up that way. You don't have to like go change a mod. Try to change. I just get another mod. It's not a big deal. They're they're not they're not the chill but mods. They come are in not, a half inch, right? They, they do come, come in half inch mods. All right. Uh, they're they're pretty easy. And he has the DY mods on there, which are a very soft back wall. Uh, go to a seventy five percent rock uh, rock mod, and then it's real solid. That's what I shoot is rock mods. Blah blah. blah. But um, you know, I mean, he, Dylan or um, Lucas was having fun today. He had a good time. No, they did. You know, he, Both he, of those guys he enjoyed did. it. Uh, first time ever shooting three Ds. First time, you know, being up at the Grand Mesa Bowman, and and they both, you the, know. The only problem is when you're saying like these people, like oh, they shoot at forty yards. They don't limit themselves to forty yards. No. Well, That's they're, what they're, I was they're, they're to say. they they're, are the six five Creedmoors out there. <laughs> well, they, well, they just—they're pushing—they're pushing, they're pushing the boundaries. If you've ever shot a six-fight Creedmoor, that's the thing is, I, I can make fun of it all day long too. I don't have one, don't but either. if you've shot one, they're really nice to shoot. They're really yeah. nice to shoot. They're, <laughs> they're really—I really know they're really accurate. <laughs> that's why but, they're popular. But but it, but you know, it, it's a—it's like anything. It's a great effective weapon when you do it at right a, yeah. at, a, at, at, a, at a at the acceptable range. You know, I mean, we I, we, we practice at we practice at triple digits. 
Uh, yeah, a lot of the, yeah. You know, but yeah. that's not our goal is to go out and shoot an animal well, at triple digits. And and so to go over it again, just like everybody that, that has talked mm. about this on a podcast, you'll practice at longer ranges. So when, when you have to hunt at a shorter range or half the range, you're practicing at 100 and you're shooting an animal at 50. 50 now, to me, so easy. it feels it's, so close. Yep. It's so easy. 40 to 60 and all that you get once you start hitting 70 80 it there's still in the back of my mind it's like i have to do everything just right mm -hmm. or i'm going to be out of the kill zone well that's that's when you figure out like what you're doing wrong i mean yeah. i can sit no. there at 20 yards and probably have the worst form ever and just punch it and just punch mm -hmm. yeah punch yeah. you know and, and, do whatever and, and shoot yeah, dots gonna, all day yeah mm -hmm. like you shoot a good group yep. you get out there at 80 yards that's when you're gonna know if you're you're pulling a little too much or you're dropping your arm because you're going to miss it by feet and not or an or your draw length is set incorrectly and everything that at when you get to that length is is um, exaggerated and whether you're left-handed or right-handed you're dropping you're drop you're left all the time you're right all the time because your bow arm is 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 falling away to one direction whether you're left or right-handed and that causes inconsistencies in your shot when it's not set correctly so that's that's the only reason is like okay this this kid's gonna he's really into it he seems like he really likes it let's get it set correctly and then then you can take that out of the equation so once you're once you have your the grip on your release whether you're hooking it or you got a your handheld uh, your foot placement your hips your shoulders are in alignment your draw length set correctly the bows timed correctly the arrow is spined correctly, then you can start breaking down the little details in your in shot, your shot yeah. and your grip and all those little things. Like, okay, the bow's sighted in, so what am I doing wrong? Because if you if you don't, if you don't have all those things squared away, I mean, it could be anything. It could. Yeah. There's so many things it could be that's causing it, you to to just be. The fine details, the fine details of setting up a bow at your entire system, not just a bow. You know, you know, pick a bow, tune a bow, adjust a bow, blah 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 blah, and then the arrow. Then really try and tune the shooter, and that's that's the most difficult thing out there. But there's you a know? reason that there's a reason that there's guys out there, um, whether it's a celebrity or a pro shooter or whatever, that can pick up anybody's bow and shoot it well, is because they're formed, they're basics. Are mm -hmm. correct. It's not because their bow is set perfectly to them every time. Yeah. It's because they can. They're they form. have good form, whether the draw length set correctly or not. They have good form. The fundamentals are there that they can pick up someone someone's bow that's an inch and a half too short of a draw length or long or whatever, and and, and shoot, shoot it halfway decent and shoot consistent with it. Well, that's well, yeah, the form, yeah. Their form is there. That's why I was struggling that second day at math is when I was shooting ten inches high at a. 50 40 yard target i was blaming the bow because i know like the day before i shot really well and so at map i was like something is wrong with this thing and then i shot like crap i didn't miss target but everything was so yeah, high that's what i was wondering i, I thought and about I that never, a lot i didn't know if your anchor point was, was it, had off. Be, it had to be i mean it, everything felt right but it had to be something in my grip my anchor point yeah something too much palm pressure I, or something, much, on something the, yeah. I tried. I tried to touch on that, but I, you know, I, I didn't want to be like, dude, no, you, you're fucking up because 
I didn't see I thought it. you sabotaged my bow because I shot lights out the day before and made you look better. <laughs> nah, I nah, think you nah, did nah, mention, nah, you nah, did nah, mention I mean, that. I, 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 I was out fishing and Will was sitting there by my camper. It's like, hey. Let's just tweak this yeah, a little bit. I'll, I'll ground tune this for Mike. You know? let's, see what but, we, let's see what we got. And I haven't touched it <laughs> since. I didn't, I didn't move no. my sight. I didn't do nothing. And, you didn't do anything. No, and I'm I mean, you, I mean I, you guys have been shooting with me, and I've been shooting like crap for the past month and a half. I was going to say a year, but then... Yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah, <laughs> for the I mean, last yeah. 25 years. Uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, let's see, 12. Let's, go, let's, go with, let's just go with 40 years I've been shooting like crap. Uh, but I know, Man, you know I, I, keep, I keep going through and looking and checking my setup, and I'm like, all right, nothing's, nothing's moved on here. Nothing's moved on there. So I, I, and what I'm dealing with is target panic. Yeah, it's and, between and your ears, that's been, for sure. And I've been... B cutting out and going up and working on myself shooting in the mornings by myself because then this way That's i tone out i don't have any distraction all yeah. the shit talking in, oh the the, the consummate a, shit talking there's a lot don't punch a trigger <laughs> you know don't grip this don't do that you know it's <laughs> and i know it's it's trying it's trying to be helpful but uh, you know i sent you that text <laughs> I, 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 I never opened it. I think I just deleted it. Yeah, you might. It's probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 it, overall, it definitely is a good thing. Uh, I, the, the one thing that I know a lot, I, I know a decent amount about is target painting because I shot traditional for so long, and I, sh I actually shot uh, self bows that I made, and and that is the perfect recipe for target painting because those I was told for the longest time that you have to snap shoot those bows, you can't. Hold those bows back, take your time, settle, and then run your shot. You have to, when you get it back, it's like a grip it and rip it type bow. Uh, just because uh, they lose cast. You know, it's a solid piece. It's not a laminated bow. It's a piece of wood that you've carved out and, and that they, they will take a set, which means that, or they call it string follow, where basically the bow is not, if you, if you make a straight line and that's your bow, after a little while, it starts to kind of lean, the limbs lean back towards the string and that's set. And, and they sometimes become more pleasurable to shoot. They're softer shooting. They don't, they don't hit as hard, but they're, they're nicer to draw and they're nicer to shoot. And some of my bows that I initially built have taken a little string set, but they're good. They, they're good shooting bows. But the thing is, that's a recipe for target panic is snap shooting. In my opinion, that's, that's just from from shooting trad bows for so long and and when i see target panic it actually upsets me a little bit just because I, I i still have it when i'm shooting a trad bow and sometimes i can i can fight through it and run a good shot with a compound i don't have it as bad i can actually take my time because of the let off because i'm holding so much less weight i can take my time with a thumb button with a hinge and just slowly work through that and pull and pull and pull and then you know get the that surprise shot well i suffered from you know target panic too this sounds like an aa podcast but <laughs> you know uh, my name is mike daniels and i suffer from well, target this, this panic. actually uh, is an intervention for will you guys aren't good enough to well, intervene me <laughs> well that's what helped me was i went from you know an index finger release to a back tension release and all a my yeah all my target panic just went away it was crazy i mean because see every I time mean, i try to pick up a back tension resistance hinge whatever 
it's even worse for me. Yeah, hinge well, is different because you, you, I mean, yeah. you haven't you haven't had that breakthrough yet. Once you execute oh. your shot mm -hmm. fully with the back tension release, and you can repeat it a couple times. Oh no, I I'll, think I'll, I I think that, that would. You, I, I'll, thing I'll, is, I'll, I'll stand I'll stand I, and, and I'll I'll blank bail blind bail with it and and be like, man, I got this. This is fucking great. And I, I'm I'm going on 15, 20 days of doing nothing but that. Walk outside. <laughs> And I know where this is going. Bam! And now all of a sudden, I'm fucking, I'm back to it. So well, I mean, it's, it's, it's different strokes, different folks. So Everybody shoots different, you know, and needs to shoot. I don't, I don't know. If we talked about this before. So um, when, and you and I have, we've all talked about this, but not on the podcast. So when you're blind bailing, a lot of times you're you're drawing, closing your eyes, and running your shot. Mm -hmm. Right. You're taking your eyes out of the equation that's the whole point of blind bailing because yes. your eyes are your trigger when when you're when you have target panic mm -hmm. when that pin starts to float back towards the middle yards are going shoot shoot that's shoot, it shoot, get shoot. rid of it get yeah. rid of it get me out of this situation let's go let's so so um you're shooting great you're blind bailing for however long it runs great you go outside you look at that target it i don't care if you're running a back tension a hinge a thumb Risk whatever. Mm -hmm. When your eyes see that target, you're gonna even if it's a back tension, you can rip through it. You've, oh, yeah. you've I've done, done it. it. I've done it. Absolutely. Everybody's Almost did it. Today. Everybody's on it. Yeah. So you, your eyes can go. That's it, and you just give it that little extra to try yep. to get it to go off. And man, that's a recipe for disaster oh, with a full back tension like yep. that. Mm. Um, so uh, it's not a matter of if you're gonna get when you're gonna get better practice. It's, you, okay, so it's going to happen with everybody. This is everybody. this is what I've what I've had to do. I've had to actually, and it sounds silly, but you actually sit down with a piece of paper, find it, or get a notepad or whatever, and you you write out your um, you make your intentions real by putting it on paper, and and by that I mean you're you're mapping your shot. Now you know you how you're going to set your feet. You know how you're going to grip your release. You know how you're going to grip the bow. You grip the bow really well. You don't. Well, no, the thing is, is you don't. You don't strangle it. Mm -hmm. And when it, when it, after the shot's gone, you, you grab it to keep it from falling. But you're not. It's not torquing the bow. I've watched today that you don't. You don't torque the bow after the shot with your grip by over gripping. You're not putting too much pressure here. Too much pressure there. Your only the problem that you have is just that index and hitting the trigger, and you know that. So mm -hmm. I think you could you could do you could fix that if you wanted to. But I that I, that's just my opinion is maybe write it down. And I've had to do this. I'm not saying that you should do this or or not. I'm just saying this is how I fixed uh, my shot with the compound in my head mm -hmm. is step by step. And writing that down, and then running through those steps every time that I would go out and practice, because I'm alone. I don't have, I don't have the distractions. The shot sequence to, to master your shot sequence definitely. I, I, I do. But I do biggest, recommend it to a lot of clients to write it down. Yeah, write it down. But the biggest point is, um, like today, we saw your hand open more. Usually, you would wrap it, mm -hmm. and today, like your hand was open. See, and, and and I, there's a couple times that I I really tried to wrap my thumb around that knock to it, 
and as soon as I tried to wrap my thumb, like really get that deep, that damn thing would go off and surprise <laughs> the crap out of me. Just like, oh, that was not good. And uh, so I, I, I may have to adjust the barrel on that just to get it so where I can get it deeper in inside my thumb to where I can kind of run it like a hinge, just start getting pressure mm-hmm. um, on my on my ring finger or my middle finger and get that to rotate to put pressure on the barrel to get it to fire like a like a hinge. So that's something that I'm working on, and I I've actually had to write that down, and 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 make it real in my head that this is this is my intention. This is what I want to do. I do not want to be one of the many people that punches the trigger every time I get up. It's, it may happen once in a while if I lose concentration and I um, I, I don't run my shot. So, what are you looking at? Uh, I'm just going through pictures that I have of myself shooting. Today? I'm looking at... No, this is from <laughs> from the past three or four years. Okay. To look at... Because you pointed out that my hand position had changed have, today. I'll show it to you and, after, after and, the podcast. And this, I, is, this, this picture right here, that's from three years ago. So that's relaxed. Mm-hmm. See, I don't think that's bad. That's, that's relaxed. Yeah. But the problem is... Is if uh, is Many. if it's relaxed and it's hooked, and you still you still give it that sharp motion when your eyes say mm-hmm. it's there, hit it instead of hook it, let it float, and pull, and let the bow go off. See, here's when it goes one, off. Here's one from last fall. So the fingers are relaxed. You've got a mm-hmm. hook on it. Mm-hmm. You know you you know all this. Oh, I I know I know what I'm doing. And and it's just like you know here's one you just from. Um, it just sometimes I take I take criticism sometimes really well and other times I take it and I fucking want to shove it down somebody's fucking throat. I know uh, I know I've been know? there and and, I, and it's just it's just, it's just yeah it's just it's just there's one where I'm that looks good you know uh, you know that was from that was maybe from because your hand was cold that was from March. <laughs> Maybe it was. It was actually. It was a beautiful. No, day. this is not a bash on you. Because if is, you see something a, that I'm doing wrong, like this is like, about a month ago. Yeah, see the hands open. Yeah, it's like I'm. I'm like I'm bringing. I'm, I, I'm following. I, I, yeah, no, this I just noticed that. This is something that I've just started doing. Okay. In the past, excuse me, a past month and a half. Yeah. Two months, where I'm doing this. Yeah. And and th- this is something I'm. I'm glad I have all these pictures because I can come back and Mike's I can born. reference them. And see what the fuck I'm doing wrong, because I think Mike's bored. Oh, yeah. I'm not bored. He's always no, bored. No, so I, what I, what I, I it just I want it because I know you. I know you can shoot. Oh my god, that's so long. <laughs> mm-hmm. That that knocks back by his jawline. Yeah. Well, so I've, I've shot with you, Will, for a good what year, year and a half now. Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah, and I noticed just since you got this Chill X, your shooting has not been as consistent as it was with that hunting bow mm-hmm. and I, I i told you that that's a couple the tactic weeks ago. right the tactic that you yeah my tactic is is it that that was a seamless from uh from my chill to the tactic was absolutely seamless uh going to that bow but and you actually, don't shoot and, it actually, well. and actually i shoot the tactic better better and and I, shoot that I don't know fucking if, yeah. unbelievable how good yeah. I shoot that bow. and uh, i don't i don't know if that's the reason why i just from what i've noticed well, since no, you got I, this chill x i mean your groups have i mean we all have our days but yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean that was. This is not. This is not a. No, a, this is. This I is, mean, I, I, if, if I'm. I know you guys. You see, I know you guys are trying to help me. I really, I know, I and I shoot with you all the time, and I really want you to to feel because you get frustrated on the range, mm -hmm. and I do that. That's, there's times I want to. Like, so that was that was last week. Wing my bow on the eighty yarder. Three hours. I was solo. I was flying solo. Right. This was uh, two weeks ago. Well, if Tyler would just keep his mouth shut and not harass you the whole time, maybe you'd shoot good. <laughs> that would be... I don't think that's if the Tyler, problem. If Tyler did I, I that, I would check the his only fucking way, pulse. The only way that that's going to happen is if I'm, if I'm not there. <laughs> yeah, he's not there or he just had a fucking yeah. corn area. We don't well, know about yeah, it. Yeah, we, yeah. If know, I passed out behind you in the sand... Uh, yeah. you'd still, you still would, you know? Well, I might be moaning and groaning, but mm -hmm. I'm still going to... I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure, yeah, pretty sure you, 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 you... I don't know what would happen, but... So no, and this is like I said, this isn't like a bash fest on you, but it, you know, we 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 need to like either through I need joking to. criticism and jabbing. I need to. Uh, I need to work on me. Yeah, 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 and get it know. together, Will. And no, <laughs> but no, I if I'm doing something that's obvious, that's not normal. Like if I'm doing mm. something, I want someone to tell me because I'm not filming myself up there. I'm not yeah. watching that. But if I'm if I'm like low left all the time there's something going on mm -hmm. and i want someone to tell me like dude i don't know what you're doing the last like three four Shoot. shots but you've been like gripping the crap out of that trigger mm -hmm. and just jerking it i've been, like, I've, been shooting with, I've been shooting with you guys quite a while and you guys do try and help me and i do appreciate it i mean i really do uh i, I try to help think, anybody I don't like, think, I don't you know, think if, you, I, if i notice something i'm not i shot, I, like, with, said, shot with duggo or we all shot yeah. with duggo last week he grabbed me. He never. He never said a word the entire fucking day about what I was doing, what he observed. He was telling me we were talking. That's okay, but he wasn't telling me. He wasn't getting. No, in he, my, he wasn't. He wasn't yeah, getting in my fucking yeah, head. Yeah, is no. my point. Well, and I okay? wasn't. I wasn't. I, I know it's not your intention to. Well, but I wasn't. It no, but <laughs> uh, I wasn't making you know, fun of you about that. No, no. It, it, let me let me finish. He's, it, he but he. Waited till we were done. We're walking back. He goes, "Do you want to see what I do? You want? Do you yeah, want me to tell you yeah, what, no, I, what I saw?" Yeah, he and gave I said, me a tip I, 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 said I said, absolutely. What am I doing? He goes, he goes, you're a trigger puncher. This is this is a, this is paraphrasing. You're a trigger puncher. He goes, don't worry about that. There's a lot of trigger punchers out there that are really good, and you're one of them. He goes, but you telegraph your punching with your bow grip. He goes, what you're doing yeah, is you're taking that, your yeah. in index finger, and that's what I've been working on all week. I started doing it again today up up on the range. Mm. I was taking and I was and I was trying to keep my hand open but I was just as I would shoot I was uh, doing this. Yeah. Well, I didn't see that. I and, I didn't see once what, the bow went off, you know, everybody does it. It's a natural mm -hmm. reaction to natural grab reaction. the bow, but but um I didn't see your index finger torquing the bow. He he pointed out, he goes He, he did goes, mention it to me while he, we're goes, up there. he goes he goes he goes well, he goes just work on that and he actually made me an offer and I think I'm going to take him up on it because I think he can really help me. Uh Yeah. Is, I, I don't think you should be a trigger puncher, though. Well, nobody should be a trigger puncher, but I do know there's this. people that there's, are good at it. Now, but there's a lot, but most the the, the vast majority the right are really way, inconsistent. The wrong way to shoot a bow, okay? Yeah. Right way, wrong way. Cut, you know what eh. the book says mm. and what how it should be. Yeah. And not everybody does it the same. Right. But if you can do a consistent, do a consistent. Don't try and change your consistency to appease people around you because I'll they're not the that. ones yep. shooting your bow yep. yes i'm a trigger puncher and i will fucking always be a trigger puncher so i asked him when i was walking in when the second time we came back we shot that moose mm -hmm. moose out there yeah 
I don't I forget what that was, seventy something yards. Anyways, yeah, you call it eighty. Yeah, say eighty ish. Um I asked him, I said when we were walking down, I said So when you're I think I shot that one I was in the ten, but I was left. And uh um and he goes, Yeah, no, I he goes, I couldn't see the, the spot. He goes, I was just trying to shoot for your arrow. And so he was shooting for my arrow. And I asked him, I said, hey, wait, when you're bubbling and your bubble's off, I'm like, how are you? This is what I asked him. Do you check the pin? Check the bubble. Make sure you're level. Go back to the pin and then glance down at the bubble and then make sure your pin's there and then run your shot. He goes, if my bubble's off, he goes, I adjust my body to get my bot, my body will lock in where my bubble is. So if I'm my bubble's a half bubble off, he goes, I don't torque my hand. My hand stays exactly where it is. I move my body slightly to get that bubble right to the center. Mm -hmm. And then once it's there, I look at my pin and I run my shot. And I'm like, holy crap, no one's ever told me that. I've never heard that anywhere. No. I haven't heard that on a podcast. No, I haven't heard that on a YouTube video. They just it. reference bubble. Get your bubble, bubble in. Bubble yeah, into the so, hill, bubble out, you know, whatever. And he's telling me, like, well, why would you want to torque your bow? Makes sense. To get mm -hmm. your bubble level, you might go right back to where you were that mm -hmm. was comfortable. You know, he just he just basically told me, like, yeah, no, you don't do that. And I was just like, holy crap, man. And so when you have a pro like that, you have access to someone that, that can can get you those little – that all that – I mean, you have to take advantage of that. I've thought about that, too, and I – I don't know. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I, I know I'm going to get my equipment set correctly and then start working on, on me before the season. I, I haven't decided if I'm going to go back. I really want to put some meat in the freezer. I don't know if I want to take the chance of, like I had last year, where I couldn't draw on that elk. Otherwise, I would have been busted and he would have been gone anyways. So, um, But with the compound, I know I could have killed that elk because I could have been at full draw waiting. And I you don't have that chance a lot of times with... Uh, with the trad bow. So I'm thinking about taking a compound into the woods this year and just trying to get, knock something down. So, um, so I, I don't know. Take whatever, take whatever you're confident with. Yeah, I no. Mean, and I, and I, I'm pretty confident with, uh, the compound. I, I do something I do have to, to really work on is like, uh, like broadhead tuning. You need, you need to figure out your stabilizer setup on that. If yeah, you're going to be home yeah, with yeah. the nitrum, get that dialed in. I don't know. I, I don't know if you're, I am. I have a feeling I might stick with the RX4 and get that figured out. I might put that other side on the RX4 and, and, um, because I do like that side. I might try to get the, I like having those three pins, 20, 30, 40, mm -hmm. and then, you know, float out from there. The, the fast Eddie, you're probably going to have to dial. I mean, it's you know 20 unless, I think unless you master your 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 trick pin or your set it to 40 and know your hold based off of the yardage of the animal yeah uh, to guesstimate that yardage because if you can't uh dial or, or grab your range find or whatever it is because they sneak in sometimes yeah uh, at least that's sure. what i've heard uh that's what you've seen yeah. on videos. Yeah, I've seen it on. I've heard it. I heard it. I read it in so an article. The, actually, I watched a YouTube video. I watched. No, I watched. Nah, I, the, I, I don't watch too much YouTube. You I watch. watch I watch. A, uh, uh, I, I saw it. Read it in a magazine. <laughs> watching Land of the Free all the time, like on a <sighs> continuous loop, or no. Meat Eater. Meat Eater definitely because Stephen Dahl's badass. Uh, that movie has. Um, that's on the horizon what's the movie that's a matter of opinion but yeah, but, yeah exactly you know, every, well, no, that, 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 everybody's got an opinion and they all fucking stink but you know regardless of that uh 
I don't think that's how that. I think that's an asshole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody has an ass. Everybody has an asshole and opinion, and they all fucking stink. Yeah. Uh, all assholes stink, and yeah. almost and everybody's opinion stinks or, or sucks, whatever. Uh, and I've got people in glass houses sink ships. I've got, I've got many opinions. I just learned to try and keep them to myself. It doesn't always work though. I have never seen you to hold back on uh, anything. See, that's just it. Yeah. You think you, I, yeah. I, I haven't held back. You really I, are I a horrible am, person then. I, oh, you have no fucking clue. <laughs> so, uh, don't ever, don't, don't, if you can read minds, well, don't let, read mine. The next, uh, <laughs> you'll be next mortified. Time, next time we'll have to get together and we'll, we'll talk about kind of uh, some of those big hunting conglomerates and. How uh, no, how I don't want to get there. I don't want to get there. You don't want to get no, into that. No, it's you not like we have a big me. name or anything. Like we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna make any waves. I mean, uh, I got that email. Um, um, well, actually, oh. I saw it on Facebook, and then I was checking my email. But that uh, that group, the Keystone Keystone Group, that's working with CPW about wolves, and there's actually a link you can go on and place comments. You can upload a letter, and you can. I don't I'm know. Gonna, I'm gonna need that link. Yeah, I'm CBWs. They're just uh, don't they they're bringing wolves in. Be nice. Yeah, you go back to well, California. Bring wolves in. They're no, wolves in. Um, yeah, separated out. There's still parks, a, parks, there's still wildlife, a chance wildlife. that you can that they can be appealed, but um, I have a feeling they're going to drop wolves and just cause. Uh, well, there there was something the other day about their the pack that's established in the north northwest. Yeah. And they have pups, it's, and there are six yeah, pups just, now, and they're all excited and happy for it. And I'm thinking, like, well, why? Why are we going to drop them here? They're already here. Yeah, they're why already are we reintroducing here? something that's already here. Yeah. yeah, that's the argument that's going around. So we, we can leave that for another another podcast. We're you actually want, uh, want, a little you, over an hour in. You want Bill, you want Bill Chester in on that? Uh, oh my God, on no! Because yes. we I was we started talking about that at Hay Press, and you, and and uh, the beer was flowing you definitely want bill chester was, on that yeah he was he's, getting he's got a up. lot of fucking opinions oh bill gets real worked up maybe he's he, such a quiet guy and then he no. man he got fired up about that just make sure you got you yeah. got a a, a, a a um some hershey's kisses around for him he's diabetic and every once in a while his blood sugar drops and he turns into a fucking real asshole he's a great guy though yeah, I mean, he's, I, a, yeah, he's, he's a, a nice he's a hell yeah. of a good guy i really do like bill a lot wow. I like shooting with him. I like hunting with him. You know, he's he's a he's a good he's a good yeah, man. He's a killer too. Yeah, he's he is. I mean, he's got. Yeah, he's well, killed a lot of animals. Maybe I'll try to get him on here at some point. We'll yeah. just talk about it. He'll do it. I'm sure he would. He only lives up the road from you. Yeah, he's a couple miles yeah. of that. So, mm-hmm. um, well, I appreciate it, guys. Cool. Uh, Mike, as usual, thanks for all the conversation. Yep. On the podcast, you said five <laughs> words. <laughs> well, I couldn't get a word in. You guys are arguing the whole time. No, nah, we weren't arguing. <laughs> oh, no. It's constructive criticism. That's right. Yeah, it's a, it's a polite way of saying arguing. Yeah. Well, I don't know. What What did you have to say? Anything? No. no. Yeah, that's what I thought. Next time we'll talk about some hunting stuff instead of shooting bows. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. Hunting stuff. What do you mean? Just like hunting stuff. Like you know, stories? Like, yeah, well, the stories or what we got planned for this year. And yeah, on the next one. Yeah, yeah we'll do that yeah. uh, probably in a week or so, if yeah. that's cool with you guys. Absolutely. I have to come out to the house or something. We'll barbecue and just do one. So do great. that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks again. Appreciate it, guys.